brought technology uh, segment today. We want to talk about the sophisticated technology that can be brought to bear in a disaster relief situation and the surprising solutions that sometimes are more low-tech than high-tech. And to do, to talk about this from both the beginnings of the supply, tra- supply chain to the uh, uh, places on the ground where people need the most help immediately, we've got uh, Amy Banzart, who's a Ph.D. Candidate, candidate at MIT's D-Lab, which creates technologies for the developing world. She's on the line from Nicaragua. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. And Mark Belinsky joins us from here in New York. He's co-director of Digital Democracy. Mark, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Mark, let's talk about the beginning of the supply train. When people want to get aid in, when they want to mobilize, uh, often there's a a, a kind of a a, a glut, a traffic jam of uh, communication backlogs where people have difficulty finding out information about loved ones, connecting with families inside countries. What are the high-tech tools that are available to help coordinate this effort and to keep uh, gluts and backlogs from clogging the system? Absolutely. There are so many people who want to come in and help, and it's important to make sure that there's not sort of too much information happening on the ground. And so we've been working on this solution called Ushahidi, which is a a coordinated crisis map where we get to uh, pull in all the maps that are uh, coming out on the ground then overlaying it with the information as it comes out, locating where the buildings are that are collapsed, where there are people who still need help, and making this a place where people can text messages uh, in so that we get response immediately as it's happening. So it's a kind of a disaster, global disaster, frequently asked questions site that allows people to get answers there without clogging the system. Absolutely. Oh, that, that's pretty interesting. Have, have you been able to make something like that work here in this uh, Haitian disaster? Yeah, so we've been working on an install, and you can actually go see it right now. It's... Uh, Haiti.ushihidi.com. Um, and so we've been working around the clock, really drawing out the, uh, the maps that, are, uh, that can work right now. So there's not a sophisticated Google Maps system. You know, so it's, it's really building that from scratch. It's taking brand new satellite photography and crafting out a new map and then uh, pushing in data as it emerges, wow. emailing it in, transcribing from voicemails, and uh, texting it in. Oh, that's uh, fascinating. Amy Banzard in uh, Nicaragua. Now they're talking about, uh, and Bill Clinton uh, just said as recently as yesterday afternoon that clean water is what's needed on the ground in Haiti right now. I'm thinking, okay, so we fly a bunch of uh, water filtration systems, park them at the airport, and start handing out water. Is that the solution typically? Frankly, I'm not an expert on disasters. I'm an expert on the technologies that are used sometimes in disasters and sometimes in everyday life. Haiti has a hard time, have, people have a hard time in Haiti getting access to clean water in the best of times. But certainly uh, both the ability to test water and clean it very quickly and affordably and is ideal. I would not recommend putting stations just at the airport, but throughout the entire region where water can be cleaned. Well, and, Amy, um, Amy, what kind I'm really of... I'm not familiar with how bad the infrastructure is in terms of whether pumps and wells and that sort of thing are still available for people or if water is going to be even more of an issue. Well, I understand that, but you actually have uh, been a part of developing tools that actually bring the filtration system into the neighborhoods at the family level where people can actually do some of the filtration and testing themselves. Describe. Absolutely. So we have one set of devices that allow you to test the water to determine if it's clean, and typically equipment for that 
cost between $800 and $1,200, and we have tests that cost about $10 as an upfront cost, and then individual tests cost about a few cents each, so orders of magnitude more affordable and available. Secondly, when you do the test, you need to keep the um, samples that you take of the water warm for 24 hours at human body temperature in order to determine bacterial growth rates, and uh, you sniff uh, before and during the D-Lab work has developed a test um, that uh, requires no electricity, it's very robust, and costs around $50 as opposed to the traditional test um, that durable battery-powered models that cost between $1,500 and $2,500. So again, we're talking about orders of magnitude of more affordable, simpler, more robust. Is the uh, strategy for relief operations and uh, for the development of these kinds of technology in the developing world shifting towards more low-tech, uh, low-cost solutions, or is there some resistance to adopting some of these ideas that you're describing? Well, a lot of our... Innovations and efforts are so simple that people are taken aback. We're used to high-tech solutions here, and even within MIT, while Dilub has a good name, people think, well, you know, these problems aren't actually hard because this solution is so simple, when in reality, there's incredible constraints on material resources because we're trying to get so affordable, so radically affordable, and therefore they're very um, sophisticated solutions, even though they come out looking very simple. Interesting. Amy Benzard is a Ph.D. candidate at MIT's D-Lab, working now in Nicaragua to develop technologies for the developing world. Mark Belinsky is co-director of Digital Democracy. What lesson do you think we're likely to learn in Haiti, Mark, before we go? I, th- I think we're really going to see how uh, a coordinated effort from uh, the international uh, realm can really be used uh, so that when communication technology uh, gets up and running on the ground, it can instantly just start working. All right, Mark Belinsky is co-director of Digital Democracy, talking about the advantages of using high-tech communication systems to reduce backlogs of information flow in disasters like the Haitian earthquake. Thanks so much.